Welcome to D3 Nation, now don't you change the station, oh lord knows it has just begun. We're talking all the motivation from years of dedication, discovering who's number one. The fight is never done, you gotta dig down inside for who you're destined to be. The war is never won, so talk it out with your host, Gennaro and Welcome back to the next installment of D3 Nation. Our next guest I know pretty well, uh, one of my athletes graduating uh, soon this month, um, 149 national champ, Brett Callender. He's joining the podcast for the first time. We're excited to have him on. Brett, thanks for uh, taking the time. I know actually you have probably plenty of time right now, right? Yeah, a lot of it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no doubt. So like I mentioned, you got graduation coming up, wrapping up a great academic career. You're finishing with your undergrad and your master's. So uh, just talk about your academics, what you studied here at Stevens and, uh, you know, your next steps after that. Yeah, so I uh, actually graduated last year with my undergraduate degree in uh, business and technology. Um, and then this year, I'm, I'm set to graduate in, I guess, eight days now, nine, day, nine days now, one of those two with uh, a master's degree in financial analytics. So looking forward to that. No more school for me, which is a big plus, but I am going to miss uh, the uh, wrestling here because um, uh, I'm starting up a job in August in, in Austin, Texas. I'm going to be doing data analytics consulting and kind of just go see where it goes from there. Yeah. So why don't you, uh, the business technology piece, it's pretty self-explanatory. Why don't you explain the master's piece a little bit, the financial analytics, what made you go that route and um, kind of the nitty gritty of, of like, you know, what you were studying. Yeah. So it was kind of a newer program here. Um, and I kind of developed a, a love for, for data analytics my senior year when I took my first introduction to analytics class. And I really wasn't sure where I wanted to go with my master's program at the time. And this kind of solidified it for me. And so I thought, you know, I have an interest in finance and I have an interest in, in uh, uh, analytics, excuse me. So I might as well give it a shot and, and take, take the leap and try this new program out and it ended up working for me pretty well. Um, I got kind of a better understanding from the financial aspect of things and then kind of got a better understanding from the analytical aspect of things and kind of put them together. I now can kind of go really any route I want from here. And I just, I'm doing a more broad data analytics for my job, but I can jump back into the financial part of it if I want to later down the road. Good deal, man. No, that's, that's awesome. I'm excited for you. And uh, obviously on top of that, all the success you had academically, you carry that over to the mat, um, you know, outstanding career from start to finish, you know, in the duck singlet, uh, you know, super proud of you, obviously. And, you know, um, you know, to our listeners, uh, you know, Brett capped off his career this year with the national title and he started his career in the national finals and came up a little short and, uh, you know, COVID kind of threw a wrench in everyone's kind of career, you know, this senior class. So, um, you know, let's talk about this senior season and, uh, you know, how you stayed focused during the last two years of, you know, the COVID craziness and how you stayed focused and, uh, you know, got the job done this year. Yeah, I mean, I did have a pretty roller coaster of a career. You know, obviously, I, I had no thought in my mind that coming into my freshman year that I would have been in the national finals. But, uh, you know, it kind of just, I think every every kind of step of the way showed me and allowed me to be where I was at the end. And so, like, I don't think I would have been the person I was 
now if I had won in the, in the my freshman year. And, and I don't think I would have been the person I was now without that COVID year. So I think it all kind of culminated together into, into what I, what I was able to accomplish at the end. And it all kind of played its little piece. And I mean, it kind of just kept me hungry, I guess, is, is the best way to describe it. I, I was able to, you know, build off everything each year. I might not have had the highest finish like the year after my freshman year or the year after that, but it just kept me hungry and hungry and hungry and continuing to train. As for this year, I mean, it, for me, it was just kind of, I saw the, I finally saw the finish line. So I was able to take a step back and say, you know, this is my last year of doing this. I've put so much pressure on myself in years past. And honestly, it's at the end of the year, it's just been a, like a mental strain on me. And if it's, if it's going to be that way, then why am I doing that for my final year of college? And it kind of allowed me to just put it into perspective and say, you know, I do love this sport and I do love competing. So there's no reason to put any pressure on myself and just kind of go back, go out and enjoy my last year. And I think, I think I wrestled, you know, the best I've ever wrestled in my, in my life. And to be able to go out with that mindset is just, is just the best thing for me. And I can kind of take that in the rest of my life and say like, you know, if it's something, if I'm, if I'm doing something in my job in the future, that's doing a mental strain on me and just, I'm not enjoying it. It's making my life less, just less fun to live than, than I need to take a step back and like ask myself why the heck I'm doing it. So, you know, kind of got off topic there, but yeah, I just was able to, to see the finish line and just realize that this is what I love doing and I want to keep doing it and, and enjoy my last year doing it. Yeah, no, that's a great perspective. And, um, you know, you definitely uh, ran the gauntlet this year. I mean, you know, we wrestle a very tough schedule and you got to see a lot of really good wrestlers throughout the year. Um, so I want to talk about your opponent you had in national finals uh, because uh, to the people that don't know, actually Brett wrestled him, shockingly enough, in the quarterfinals of the Ithaca Invitational to start the year. We're talking about Bolton Wallace, Michael Petrella. Um he kind of came on the scene this year because they didn't really have a season last year. He's technically a sophomore, but this is like his first year in the lineup. And he wasn't really the starter per se to start the year, but you know, we kept our eye on him throughout the whole year. He kind of just kept winning. Um, so just talk about that matchup and you know, what made him such a tough competitor. He was a very stingy wrestler. It was tough to score points on him. Um, so just talk about that, that matchup. Yeah. I mean, I obviously, like you said, we didn't really know much about him because he, he had just gotten into like, that was his real first college tournament after the COVID year kind of put a damper on everything. But yeah, I mean, he was my, my, my toughest matchup at that tournament. I mean, I, he, he kept it close. I think it was like a nine to five match and I was getting frustrated. He definitely frustrated me for sure. And even more so it frustrated me is I just like, I had no idea who this kid was. I was like, how is he, you know, why is he this stingy? How is he able to do these things? And, and I kind of kept my eye on him, like you said, after that. And, you know, he just kept winning and it made me kind of realize, damn, this kid's a, this kid's a pretty solid kid. And clearly he was being in the, being in the national finals in his first year of college wrestling. Um, so, you know, he is, he's a solid kid, someone that I'm sure that everyone's going to have their eye on next year at the 149, 137, whatever he goes bracket. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool to see him, you know, that early in the year and then see him again in, in the biggest stage. Yeah. And really a shout out to Ball and Wallace. I mean, they had two guys in the finals this year. Coach Gibbs does a great job, um, <clears throat> you know, OAC champs and obviously the Cater 125 champ and Petrella, both of them coming back. So they bring back a lot of points. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was definitely um, uh, a matchup of different styles. He was like tall and lanky. Obviously, you were short and stocky. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, but like I said, it was it was a great job by you staying poised. Um, sometimes it's tough wrestling those kids that are really stingy and tough to score points on. Um, but you know, I mean, we kind of discussed like jokingly, but 
you know, after like looking at the all Americans, you wrestled so many of them this year, which is, it's kind of crazy, but it's that it's, you know, I guess kudos to us for the schedule we wrestle. Yeah. I mean, it's been kind of like that. And I mean, me and Troy Stanich used to talk about that a ton, just looking at the, looking at those final bracket pictures and realizing like, you know, we have to at Stevens put together one of the toughest schedules out of anybody in, in division three. I mean, I wrestled, I think five out of the, out of those eight All-Americans this year, maybe four out of the eight All-Americans. And then I had wrestled like an additional couple in the bracket as well. Um, I mean, and that's no different than any other year. I mean, there's been years that I've wrestled six of the All-Americans, five of the All-Americans. It's just kind of a tribute to, to, to Fabia and you and, and, you know, anybody, everybody who, who works in the schedule, putting it together and giving us the best competition. And, you know, there's a reason that Stevens is climbing the ranks so fast and it's because we're battle tested throughout the year. So, I mean, yeah, it's cool to look at, but I, I just don't think it was any different really than, than any other season. Yeah. And I think it's worth knowing too, when we went out to Wisconsin, I mean, uh, obviously two-time All-American uh, Brady Fritz. I mean, he obviously didn't get the nod for Wartburg, but I mean, you wrestled him even there in Wisconsin too. That's, that was another really good win. And if, you know, Rump wasn't there, who was the two-seed in your bracket? I mean, he And Fritz was an All-American as well. Yeah, yeah, 41. And he was in the finals last year at NWCA, so. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. So, pretty cool stuff. All right, go ahead, G. No, I mean, uh, you know, just kind of building on, like I said, I thought that, that Midwest trip was was pretty cool this year, you guys. Uh, you guys did. Uh, going out to Augsburg and stuff, I'm sure that was a cool experience for you. Um, I think you guys are doing that again next year, right? Ain't you said? Yeah, that's that's for sure. It's, it's going to be changed up a little bit, but uh, obviously the uh, highlight of the trip is going to be uh, Concordia uh, University of Wisconsin Open. We'll wrestle on that and then just switching up the duel next year. Yeah, which I thought, I mean, you know, looking at the results and brackets and stuff, I thought that was one of the tougher tournaments this year, obviously, besides York and uh, the Wheaton tournament um, was pretty good. So, yeah, it's good to be battle tested, like you said. Uh, Kind of like you know, taking a step back now. Talk about uh, kind of the recruiting process with Stevens and uh, how you wound up there. I mean, because you're originally uh, from Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's kind of a, a crazy kind of way that I uh, that I ended up there. I, I was on the NCSA website, which is kind of like a recruiting tool that I use because um, I honestly first born kid, only one who really went to college to play a sport, and we really had no idea how the recruiting process works. So this kind of helped us out with it. And, you know, we kind of put in a criteria, like what you want in a school, where you want to go, like geographically. And, and Stevens kind of popped up and I saw Hoboken, New Jersey. My dad's from Farallon. So that's about you know, 40 minutes from Hoboken. And, and I asked him if he had known about Stevens and he said, yeah, of course. And, and you know, he had actually forgotten about it because it was like never on his radar because he was so close, but he said, you know, it's a great school proximity to New York city. And I said, all right, you know what? Let's let's go check it out, and that was the first time I met um, Anthony and, and and Joe Fabia. And at the time, I think they were twenty six and, and twenty four years old. Or correct me if I'm wrong there, Han. But and it was just like crazy to kind of see as an eighteen year old that these coaches are 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 doing this and have this crazy vision for this school at such a young age and 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 a school that's like pretty young in their wrestling program. They kind of returned their program back to the school in the early two thousands, and it just something I wanted to be a part of immediately. And then after going to the prospect camp, seeing how a practice was run, seeing the kinds of guys that they've been bringing in and, and wrestling and basically getting my butt kicked at that prospect camp. I was like, all right, this is the place that I need to be to get better, get the get the academics that I need to move on after college. And, and I really never looked back. So I, I kind of knew that I wanted to go here from, 
the end of my junior year to very, very early in my senior year. And, and I think it was, you know, the best decision I ever made, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously Joe and, and, and Anthony do an incredible job of recruiting and, and every, every promise that they made to me, they kept. And, and uh, I'm, I'm just glad that I could have given back as much of the program as I did. And, and I'm, and it's in, it's in great position and great hands to continue to be where it is you know, in the future. Um, you're kind of close to the Philadelphia area, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. About 40 minutes. So, so it kind of geographically worked out for you too. It's not, you know, kind of right across the border. Um, you didn't uh, look at any uh, schools in PA really? Uh, not particularly. I kind of wanted to get a little bit further away from my hometown. Like I was looking to get at least two, two hours away. And I know Stevens was exactly two hours away, but you know, the other schools I kind of looked at, um, coming out of school, college were, were, you know, more like in Ohio and and New York city and and those, but, um, Stevens is the only one that I really loved as much as I did. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, it's good, you know, good first impression and, you know, kind of the rest is history. So it's awesome. So, Kind of when uh, when you made your decision and you were going to Stevens, uh, talk about like kind of that transition because like you had a pretty successful high school career. Um, obviously, you know Anthony said he's going to dive into later about you know your, your senior year PA state bracket. But like going into college, uh, like Anthony said, like you kind of just like exploded onto the scene. Um, you finished second in the country as a freshman and. Uh, and you, you were blood round at States a couple of times, right? But you never got a state medal in PA, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just one blood round. I, wa- I made it my sophomore year. I went two and two. And then I made it my senior year. And I uh, went two and two again. But I made the blood round and lost there. So, yeah, no state medal. Yeah, so, I mean, it just goes to show you that, you know, I mean, high school accolades are a nice perk. But, uh, you know, your college career was just like night and day. Um, just from the hard work and your belief and obviously getting to the right system. So kind of just talk about that transition from, you know, high school to college and how like you were able to make that smooth transition. Yeah. I mean, I think that my, my style of wrestling was not from high school is, was not a great transition into that of college, but I had the work ethic to kind of change and, and, morph morph myself into what I like what needed to be a successful college wrestler I mean my dad loves to tell this story but I I mean I got into school and we started working out pretty early along and I was I mean people I was getting like just my butt handed to me by everyone in the room I didn't know what to do I didn't know how to how to fix it and I was just like very frustrated calling my dad ready to ready to basically transfer schools to somewhere where I wasn't going to get killed and he talked me off a ledge and and uh you know I stuck with it and, and, you know, it, it was looking back, it was probably, they, they wanted to break me down from the bad habits that I had, I had developed in high school and build me back up into just a more complete wrestler. And, and that's why, that's what I think um, Joe and Joe and Anthony do such a good job of is, is developing talent. Um, because I don't think at any other school, I would have been anywhere near as good as I was, or as had the success that I had at Stevens, just because like, you know, they just know what to do. And if you're willing to put the work in with them and you're willing to, to, to basically just do what they tell you to do, you're going to have the success. And, and I, th- I was willing to do that from, you know, as soon as I stepped into that room and clearly it, it paid off. And I think that anybody who's willing to put the work in the time and can have that success at Stevens. I mean, it's pretty incredible what they're able to do with their athletes over there. If you're willing to just buy into the system and work with them. Yeah. And then, you know, very well said and uh, kind of like, you said iron sharpens iron. I mean, I 
coming in as a freshman, you probably had Troy as workout mm-hmm. partner, Van Sickle, Pac. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, another one that uh, Wilhelm Barai. Oh, Wilhelm, yeah, Wilhelm was probably he was probably hammer on you in the room too. He was. Yeah. That was his senior year. Yeah, that was his senior year, and I, I, he was two weights above me, but he felt like six, and I, I don't think I took him down once the entire year. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. That was you know, I was a solid team, and uh, Wilhelm was a scary dude at 157. I'll tell you that. Much. <laughs> Yeah, and in the year before, he was at forty nine. Yeah, which he is was, even crazier because yeah, I remember our, our our guy had to wrestle him uh, first round at nationals, and I was just like, I don't know how this kid makes forty nine. <laughs> like, I just don't understand. So even fifty seven too was probably a tough cut from as well. He was just a big kid, so that's cool, you know, kind of thing about. It. And then that team was solid. Uh, your freshman year, they got team trophy and everything. So you know, you're part of a lot of history at Stevens and. Uh, you know, it's just really cool to see you come to fruition this year of you winning a national title, um, you know, kind of getting over that hump. You know, like you said, you've been there. feel like you definitely wrestled more lax and loose this year, and you got it done. So, you know, it was uh, awesome to watch. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. So, no so Brad, I think uh, also let's, let's talk about this a little bit. You were very active on the freestyle scene, um, and uh, I think that was real – that really uh, – benefited you i think um i think a big step for you uh you know becoming an all-american at uh u23s you took seventh i want to say it was the year going into your junior year from sophomore year um you took seventh at 70 kilos so talk about uh you know training freestyle the benefits of that and uh you know how it helped build your confidence moving forward for your last few years in your career um yeah i mean I went after my freshman year to U 23s and I just did not have enough success, but not, not, not enough, but I didn't have a lot of success at all. And it was just very frustrating to me because I, I just like, I, I'm a very competitive person. I hate everything about losing. I hate, you know, I'm, I'm sure that just as much as the next guy, if not more, but to me, it was just like, I, it kind of made me realize like, okay, like freestyle is a different thing. It, it will allow me to train in a different way. And so I went in the next year with a bit more of an open mind looking for ways to improve my freestyle game rather than just being like, okay, I just want to use freestyle as a means to improve my folk style game, which in a way it was, but it just, it was a, an, a better description of it was for me to like take my mind off of the scholastic and co- collegiate season and do something else and do something a little more fun and, and have more fun with it because, you know, it just is like a, something in the summer. It's like not something I took as serious and, and, um, again, with that mindset and with that training style, I was able to just, you know, go into the freestyle scene free and just have a lot more fun with it. I mean, I, I just completely trained, uh, changed the way that I trained next year. I, I like was looking for, you know, ways to finish shots um, much quicker. Uh, I was looking for, you know, ways to just, you know, look, look for those quick exposures and, and just kind of train in a different way. Um, but most importantly, just treating it as if like, you know, it was just another way to, to, to sharpen myself as a, as a person too. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was probably the most fun tournament I've ever been to. It was, it was just me and Fabia down there on the Steven, uh, from the Stevens team. And it was just cool. You know, it was just cool to, to, to have him as like a personal coach, like coaching me along the way the entire time, tell me what I'm doing right. Tell me, you know what I'm doing wrong in between each match. Um, and, and once you get into that consolation bracket in a tournament that big, you're just going back to back to back to back to back. And, and with the training cycle that, that, that Joe put me through that season or that, that off season, I was able to just to kind of use that conditioning and just 
continue to keep going and winning through the bracket and, and I ended up having a ton of success down there. So that was, that was awesome. And I, I still have like a very fond memory of that tournament. I, I love that. And I recommend it to all our Stevens guys whenever they get the chance to go. Yeah, no, I think, um, I think there's definitely a correlation. Um, you know, there's just definitely something to continue to stay in a cycle in the off season, having, you know, your vision set on a top tier competition and, you know, stay motivated. Cause you know, after, you know, the, after the national championships, it's easy to kind of take your foot off the gas. Um, and, uh, it's a high level competition. And, uh, I, I think if you look at some of the best folk style wrestlers in our country, um, you know, there's a correlation of them being highly successful in freestyle. I mean, I think really the first person to kind of do that was Aaron Pico. You know, he was like on the scene very early on freestyle and, and it transitioned well to folks. So obviously we didn't see it come to fruition in college folk style because he's been MMA, but you know, it went Pico, then Joey McKenna kind of did the same thing. And then, you know, kind of the rest is history, Yanni, you know, so, mm -hmm. uh, um, I just think, I think it's very important and it's really helping out USA wrestling in general yeah. yeah but um no it's, it's all good stuff and uh i'll see there's so many uh you know over the five years at stevens you had so many bright spots and you know that was one of them why don't you talk a, a little bit uh you know some other really big like highlights as a team that you know that you know you're going to carry with you the rest of your life and um you know kind of the relationships you built uh you know in hoboken yeah, I mean, obviously the, the the team trophy my freshman year was pretty pretty freaking cool. Um, just being a part of the first team trophy in Stevens history and just being able to, you know, contribute so much to that. Um, and then you know everybody who I've been on the team with, I, I still like try and be in contact with. I mean, I know like Tom Pock is still in the area. I still talk to Wilhelm every once in a while. Um, you know, obviously Troy, I still keep in contact with and, and Dylan, I, I, I try and keep in contact with as much as possible with him. But, you know, I just these these guys that I've, I've been able to, to be on the team with and and um, the ones that I'm on now, I hope that they kind of are able to, to, to keep in touch with me and do the same thing because it, it gets kind of tough, you know, when people are doing their own thing and, and graduating and not on the team anymore. Um, but I know that, you know, whatever happens, whenever I see them, it's just like you pick up right where you left off. You know, you're, you're, there's no like. Oh, you know, haven't seen you in a while. It's just you're still you're still BSing with the guys. You're still, you know, have the old jokes. You're still teasing each other, and that's what I like most. There's never any like you just pick up right where you left off, and that's what I'll I'll miss most about that. You know, being being just in Hoboken, being five ten minutes from all my friends. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool network to have so many alumni. You know, graduate and uh, you know start their professional careers right in the area, and you know, and you know, kudos to them. They show out and support. You know, which makes our home events amazing um you know our home schedule is really awesome next year so that's going to be exciting to get some really good teams on campus next year and um and uh you know we, we can't we can't end this episode without talking about your amazing nickname which uh you know which i gave you but um <laughs> you know the, the muscle hamster um which uh you know self-explanatory if you uh, you know ever see any pictures of brett wrestling at 149 um, you know, he, he was very strong in the weight room and, uh, you know, you started your career at 141 and then you made the jump to 149. Honestly, it was, a, it was a joke that kind of grew 
and uh, you know, you really grew in the 149. So talk about your, you know, your commitment to the weight room and uh, you know, when you really felt like you became an actual 149 pounder. I mean, I was very nervous to make the jump from 141 to 149 after my freshman year. Um, but again, it just, you know, with the coaching staff that we had and, and the resources that I had, it was like a very easy transition. I, I think that I probably was even, even a little bit too big for 141 my freshman year. Cause that was a really, really tough weight cut. Um, but I think like, go, I, I had a, I had a, a vision for what I wanted to do during the summer and I just kind of executed it. I was able to, you know, I worked construction all summer. So I was picking things up and moving them. And then I, afterwards I was training four days a week and trying to lift as much as I can on top of that. Um, so I think I, I came into the, the next season, you know, about 160, 165. And, you know, I felt like I was a pretty full size 149 immediately. And I think I was able to continue to throughout the next four, three years after that, I spent at 149, just continuing to, to grow and put on muscle and, and um, as much as I can. And I can attest to that as well. This is definitely the worst weight cut I've ever had this season. It was tough to make 149, but you know, it paid off and I, um, I would, I would do it all over again if I had to. Yeah. And how, how can people get the muscle hamster gear? Come on, give, I'm giving you a plug right now. Yeah, I, I know. I didn't even pick up on it, but yeah, I mean, uh, chop sports, chop sports, media, chopsports.com. We got the uh, muscle hamster tees on there, the original one, and then the national champions one. Um, you know, I, I love the NIL deal. I love the support that I've been getting from it. And I'd love if everyone else would continue to support me too. It's, it's, it's great to kind of be able to finally take advantage of, uh, of like your own namesake in college and, and yeah, support the muscle hamster, buy the t-shirts on uh, chopsports.com. Heck yeah, man. And, um, and then we'll, we'll kind of leave off uh, with a couple more uh, quick hitters here, but first one being, obviously you're going to start your professional career. You're, you know, you're moving to Austin, Texas, working for Deloitte. Um, but also you're, you know, a huge student of the sport. You're a big fan. Um, I know you're trying to get in some camps and clinics. Um, do you see coaching in your future? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I kind of, you know, I've joked with Fabia. I tell him if he's ever, if he's ever done with coaching Stevens to tell me, and I'll definitely be the first one in line to apply for that job. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would love to go and start coaching some, some high school teams in Texas. Um, and I also would love to just start picking up some other martial arts stuff just to keep busy. You know, I would love to get into jujitsu. It's just like a transition like that, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think I can stay away from wrestling for, for, for more than, you know, what I have right now. And I definitely want to start getting into coaching and just start, start practicing doing it with the, with some, some clinics and, and some camps, if I can get them going in the summer. Gotcha. Are we, are we uh, thinking potentially octagon Brett for uh, an amateur fight? Maybe, maybe one day we'll see. We'll see oh. if the competitive drive comes back, but I don't think it's ever going to go away. So we'll see. My mom might kill me. Yeah. I was about to say your mom would not be thrilled about an amateur <laughs> fight. <laughs> yeah. We'll see though. You never know. Oh, that's good stuff, man. And then, um, and, uh, gee, wait, you try to say something. Hold on a second. Well, yeah. I mean, you mentioned this state bracket. I had to look it up. That's insane. Oh the yeah. Mix. Yeah. 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 That was the next quick hitter, but go ahead, G. So, uh, yeah. So pretty much the top three placers, <laughs> Spencer Lee was second. DeSanto won it that year, and then Ryan Anderson, who was originally at Centenary, uh, took third. He's now at Binghamton, actually, I believe. Yeah. Um, but, you, I mean, it is filled with D1 guys. I mean, 
Patrick Gould was at Kent State. Noah Levette was at Bucknell. No, uh, Jeffrey Boyd's at West Virginia. I mean, Nick Coy was at Virginia. I mean, just an absolute buzzsaw of a bracket. And actually, the you know, it's funny you say that, Ant, because I remember talking to you. Brett wrestled a Waynesburg recruit first round that Matt O'Block. He ended up going to uh, Wheeling. And the, mm. didn't you win, Brett, on a last-second takedown? Yeah. Yeah, that was the – like, I, I just shot off the whistle. It was about nine seconds left and ended up getting two and, and uh, winning that match by literally the skin of my teeth. What, yeah, was, uh, what was a tougher cut, 126 that year or 149 this year? I mean, probably 126 that year just because I didn't know what I was doing and I was just <laughs> cutting weight extremely poorly and – yeah, Chris. What you were but, at thirty two for like the whole year, and then you drop for postseason. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, which I which I am surprised is is allowed to do. I didn't wrestle. I wrestled maybe one match at one twenty six, like before I before the postseason started. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I I always forget about the two pound allowance now that I've been in college, and I don't understand why that's still a thing. But I mean, because most kids just use it to drop a weight class instead of using it as like a growth allowance. Yeah. Yeah, it really doesn't make any sense, but but whatever. I took advantage of it, so I'm sure other kids will continue to do so. Yeah, no, yeah, it was definitely. Uh... No, that's cool. That's uh, you know, it's kind of cool looking back on. I mean, you can look at all these PA state brackets. It's like absolutely insane. It's actually kind of crazy too to see Eric Hutchinson was at 138 because he is huge now. <laughs> yeah, that kid's a, that kid. So he's one of my really good friends from uh from from youth days and club days in high school um but uh yeah that kid making 138 was a bigger cut than, than me making 26 that year yeah he so you had ryan anderson in the quarters and he had sammy sasso <laughs> yeah yeah that was a tough that was a tough uh tough brackets those, those years yeah pa man it's a buzzsaw for sure but hey i mean it preps kids really well for college i mean just look at the oh, yeah. success Absolutely. So Brett gets in so many uh, discussions with PA New Jersey. Uh, what's the better wrestling state? He has to start. Don't get me started on that. I could. It's not even close. I don't. Yeah, think. I could go for. I could go for hours on it. But <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I think New Jersey is really good. I, I really do. I think New Jersey is a great wrestling state. I just don't think it's com- even comparable to PA. I really don't. So no, no, it's not. But I have seen tons of arguments and yeah, that's a discussion for a different day. I'm sure people will reach out after hearing that on this uh (laughs) but uh well well, it's actually it's kind of well sorry it's that that Dalton Rawball too was uh in at uh 113 here. Wasn't he at 41 this year? Oh no, no 33 York. Yeah, he took third, right? Third, fourth? No, third, third, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And just, I mean, I, I could go through these brackets all day and just point kids out, but no, it's cool. It's been, yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of cool looking from from that losing the broad round at at states, and then what you're at now. I mean, just you know, kudos to you and all your hard work, and it's really been awesome to follow and watch and getting to know you over the years. Yeah, thanks, G. I appreciate it, man. No problem. No yeah, problem, you're Bart. you're leaving quite quite the legacy. Obviously, five years in Division three wrestling. Um, you know, to the listeners out there, you know, uh, if you had to tell them one thing of what led to your success, obviously there's a multitude of things, 
but what would what would you say is like kind of like the biggest thing um that you give credit to uh of being you know so so dominant over your five-year career i think just the belief in yourself and your the people around you um i mean i talked about this a ton i've given you guys plugs this entire time but i'll give you one more i mean i you and you, anthony and joe have you know instilled a belief in myself that i didn't have even have in myself um when i got to school and and really until i didn't have the true belief in myself until this this season so just have that belief in yourself the entire like just as soon as you can because you're capable of a lot more than you think you are you just have to you know trust in your ability to do so so that's what i would say is the biggest thing awesome yeah i mean you really gotta have that vision and and really see it in your head before it you know it comes to fruition and um i'm sure a lot of uh you know, top wrestlers or are really top athletes in the world would, would say the same exact thing. And, um, you know, you've been on the division three wrestling scene now for five years. Also, you've been a big name in the sport. One of the top wrestlers, not just in division three, but in college in general. Um, so why don't you talk about division three wrestling and, you know, um, you know, what, what it was like competing it for five years and, um, and you know, what, what you're going to miss about it. I mean, uh, Division three and versus like division two versus division one. It's always a big debate. Um, I think that wrestling is wrestling. I think that if you're good at it, you're good at it. And I think I kind of proved that with the U23 finish my, my uh, in between my sophomore and junior year. Um, but, you know, I, I, what I'm going to miss most about it is just not even specifically just division three, but wrestling in general is just like the constant, the constant competition. Just there was a competition every day for me in the room or in, in uh, whether it's in the room or whether it's at an actual tournament or, or, or dual meet, whatever, I'm just going to miss the constant competition. Um, I'm a very competitive person. I'm going to have to find some outlet to do that because I don't think that the intensity that I bring into the room is appropriate in a workplace environment. So <laughs> I'll have to figure out some other way, some other outlet for that. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to miss the competition most of all. Awesome, man. Well said. You got, you got anything else for us? No, no, that's about it. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for having me today. I really, really had a good time. Good fun to talk about this one last time, but uh, yeah, thank you guys.